Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Getting ready for Cowboys Niners. Getting ready for the rest of the divisional action in the NFL. It's Chad and Zay. And normally, I tell you that the third hour starts with a beat, specially chosen by Zay. Not this time. This hour starts with an at-bat beat for our next guest, Jeff Ketchum. Decided he wanted to pick a song. Zay allowed uh, it. Jeff so did Zay, this. Zay, what do we got here? <laughs> Jeff with the... Eight ball and MJG, Mr. Big Instrumental Ooh. off the classic album, Coming Out Hard. How about that? Memphis, Tennessee, stand up. Okay, so Mr. Big is the artist? No, Mr. Big's no, no. the Mr. Title. Big's the song. The Eight ball and MJG are the artists. Eight ball and MJG. You know me, I got to write this stuff down because yeah. you kids and your crazy music. I got to. It's kind of underground, but. That. If you know, you know. Uh, if you know, you know. If and you I know, know, you know. And this guy definitely knows. So let's go ahead and get to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline, and we'll bring him in and let him enjoy his beat a little bit. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. What's up, Ketch? This came out in 1993, Ooh. which means I've like loved this song and been down with 8-Ball and MJG for 30 years, <laughs> and... When I first started following them, they were really underground. Like I don't feel like most people in Austin in 1993 were bumping around to 8-Ball and MJG. And that was when I was really into the music scene, which I'm not now as an old 46-year-old. But 30 years! It's exactly as long as it's been since the Cowboys have gone into San Francisco and won a playoff game. So I've just had these thoughts in my head this week, Chad, it occurred to me that it's been 30 years of loving 8-Ball and MJG, and it's been 30 years since the Cowboys have done what they're tasked to do this weekend. Yeah, well, no, that is awesome, and you certainly picked something that is worthy of the start of the third hour, because I know Zay loves a good beat. That was incredible. Yeah, I love uh, some 8-Ball MJG. That is good stuff there. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and start there? Where are your feelings right now, uh, Cowboys fan? Last week you told us you thought they were going to beat the Bucks. They did beat the Bucks. Uh, where are your feelings now? Because obviously this is a whole, nother, a whole nother level, a whole nother chapter. It is the ninth time to play this team in the playoffs. You know you know what it you know how it all builds up. What are you thinking on a Friday? This is you just laid it out. It's different. What's, this weekend is different uh than last weekend. I think the hope and I I do have hope. I know that I sometimes all the time come on and I'm uh I'm very grounded. <laughs> <laughs> As in a plane that hits the ground. Yeah. Um, I 
Brock Purdy opens the door for me. And we'll see. I mean, this is a, a different kettle of fish than going to Tampa and beating what had quite frankly been a very average Tampa Bay team most of the season. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. You watch the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, San Francisco's really good. And they, have, they create matchups that are really scary. Somebody has to block a Bosa this weekend. Um, offensively, they got guys that scare you. But, but, Brock Purdy is just a guy. And I don't care what he's been doing. Once upon a time, there was, was it, was, it was Dan or Don McCowski? Uh, what was the quarterback Don- in Green Bay back in the day? Don McCowski. Thank you. Once upon a time, that guy was like an all-pro for a season. And then the world found out eventually, like, oh, this guy's actually not that good. <laughs> I don't think Brock Purdy, I think there's a, let me just put it there's a regression to the mean that will eventually occur with Brock Purdy. He will lose eventually. Teams will get tape on him, and then I think the league will be like, oh, there's a reason why this guy was just pretty average a lot of his career at Iowa State. I hope that's what happens. I think the Cowboys can do a number to him this weekend. And and, and they may do that, and Dallas may not win, but I think that this is a game where the door is open for, for Dallas to be the more complete team. They should have a quarterback edge in this game. You get to the playoffs, and at the end of this thing, there's probably like a Mahomes or a Burrow that's waiting for you, and you're like, is your quarterback better than those guys? And the answer may be no, right? But in this game, the Cowboys on paper get to play the worst quarterback. On paper, if there was a draft by NFL general managers, this dude's drafted last. Now, Dak might not be drafted first, but he's not drafted last. And there's my hope. But San Francisco's a scary team. And then should Dallas win this game, I have to be completely honest with you, I'm, I want to curse. I'm scared as you know what yeah. of going to Philadelphia. And what at that point, because, Chad, you and I are such big fans. Look, we've, we've been to the division round. The division round, winning this game is a problem. But we've been to a bunch of these. Right. The NFC Championship game would mark – a new land of territory that we haven't seen in 30 years, knowing that the stakes just would there would be no game in the last 30 years where the stakes are as important or as high as potentially next week, that game being at Philly. I think I wish we could play Philly in this round and not in the next one. Hmm, that's interesting. I hadn't heard, so, I, I hadn't heard that one. Before. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. take, Catch. So who you got? who you got in this game? I'll take the Niners. Yeah. In yeah. in one of these games, it comes down to a last possession. But look, I hope I'm wrong. I would, you know, this this is an easy one. Say, like, oh, catch! You might be wrong on Monday, man. I pray I do. I, I yeah. hope we can all laugh at me on Friday, yeah, next I, Friday, dude. I dug but, being wrong last you know. week, catch. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Loved being yeah. wrong. Loved it. And look. I, I, I say I have. I, I legitimately hope this weekend that Dallas can win this game. I think it is a winnable game. Um, 
but there's there's a lot of reasons why you'd be gun shy about this game, this round, this team. They haven't proven this yet, and so until they prove it, it all just feels the same to me. And that's part of this game as well. Even if I do. Um, project a little more hope than I typically do as a Dallas fan. Here, to me, is the curse they're trying to get over. This is the image I want Cowboys fans. Remember Super Bowl thirty? you beat the Steelers, and they showed Bill Cowher comforting his own daughter, hugging her and saying, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Since that moment, the Dallas Cowboys have not been back to the NFC title game. Wow. Like, that's the moment I always go to, Catch, because that's where it started. Since they walked off the field at Super Bowl Thirty, they have not played in the title game. Not the Super Bowl. They haven't gotten to the NFC title game since then. Just think about that. Well, look, I don't have to. I think about it every day. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I think what's really fascinating about this is if I told you at the end of the game you're referencing that neither the Cowboys or the 49ers would win a Super Bowl un- – through 2022 going into 2023, it would just have been impossible to believe because at that point you're walking out of the Cowboys dynasty, which was on the back end of the 49ers dynasty. It didn't feel like football could be bigger than those two teams. And they enter the game on Sunday with both of them chasing the same thing. The 49ers have been to the Super Bowl more recently than the Cowboys but they've won it enough times that getting there doesn't matter. And they, should the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl, it's been so long that it'll be easy to get excited. But the only thing that matters is winning. The Cowboys, we don't really count. We may have, Once upon a time, we may have counted Super Bowls. Ooh, look, look at how many we've been. We haven't been to any in so long. It's only about winning. It's not about coming in second place. And I want to get that out in advance to Cowboys fans. Should they do the unthinkable and win three straight road games, we then get to the point where we have to acknowledge that, okay, now we're playing the one game that really does matter. And that when you do have five Super Bowl rings, you don't brag and feel, you you don't walk around with your chest pumped out because you came in second. So there's a lot of things that Cowboy fans don't remember that they will have to be reminded of, especially young Cowboy fans. There will be young Cowboy fans who say, hey, I didn't get to live through the 90s. So don't tell me that I can't put out my chest should the Cowboys get that far. And you'll have old heads like us who are like, well, no, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Winning is the thing that matters and not just getting there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, catch. It should be an interesting game on Sunday night. But let's talk about some Texas football. A.D. Mitchell, the Georgia uh, wide receiver, just put his name in the transfer portal. And looks like the Horns have a good shot in getting him. He's from uh, the Texas already. I know he went to school in Tennessee, but he has a daughter that lives in Dallas. So it seems like he wants to come back home. How is his recruiting process looking? And, yeah, does it seem like a good fit for him to come play for Steve Sarkeesian in this offense. Yeah, I mean, mentally, I kind of have him chalked up as a Longhorn already. Uh, he's on campus. He was yesterday. I don't know what he's doing today. My thought is he's going to just stay in Austin. I mean, maybe he goes home and packs, but I, my expectation is is that A.D. Mitchell is going to be a Longhorn and that, you know, when I had talked to people a week ago, I think there was hope that he would be in school today. So they're probably a day or two behind 
they being University of Texas and having this taken care of, but Georgia played in a national championship game like 10, 11 days ago. They had the parade and the celebration, and then unfortunately this weekend they had an accident involving the death of a player and a, mm. a, a, an assistant on the, on the staff. And So there's been a lot going on at Georgia in terms of football and then off the field that just probably made even making this decision this week to get into the portal in the first place complicated. Um, but I think from what I've gathered in this and following the story, quite frankly, for a couple of months, is that getting back to Texas was a priority for him to be closer to his family during the season. And that there was always, I think, some thought. I mean, this popped up publicly in December. Um that a transfer was possible. And I think the fact that this is a guy that has performed so big in the biggest games in the history of the Georgia program, I saw someone this week, a Georgia fan, say that he has the number one and number two catches in the history of the program <laughs> as part of his legacy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't even, there's no one at Texas, I, I brought up like Lima Sweet or a Jordan Shipley, like you wouldn't even say that necessarily about them. Maybe you would say Lima Sweet's catch against Ohio State in 2005. Um, probably he's on the short list of the, the biggest catches of all time. You go back to 1969. I mean, there are a few. You go back to, you know, the, the James Brown throw uh, on fourth and inches in the Big 12 championship game in 96. But nobody has two of those. So, you know, it, it is, it's crazy to think about. He would immediately become a starter on this Texas team. I mean, he was projected to be WR1 in 2023 for Georgia. So this isn't like most transfer situations where the schools didn't want, you know, I, most of the guys Texas has lost in the portal in the last, let's say, 45 days are guys that Texas can do without, quite frankly. Uh, Georgia didn't feel that way about Mitchell. They wanted him to be their – Mitchell is viewed as an, a future NFL player that has all SEC upside. Transferring to Texas gives the Texas Longhorns the best wide receiver on the two-time defending national champions. It's a big, it's a big addition. Uh, he's been hurt, so he hasn't put together the big season yet that he would be a household name across the country but if you think about what Xavier Worthy is as a talent on one outside position at wide receiver, you can close your eyes and imagine if you just drew up, like, what would you want on the other side? Uh, I think A.D. Mitchell is probably it. He's probably the guy they should, Texas needed this year to complete all of the deep passes that they failed miserably completing a year ago. I think it opens up Xavier Worthy's ability to be used in a better way than I think he was used this season. It, so it's a big deal for Texas. And then suddenly, you know, we ended the season and we talked about Texas's number three wide receiver. Every game was a big question mark. And Casey Kane plays a big final game of the season, but really all year long because of the Isaiah Nayor injury, it was like, who's number three this week? Can anybody make a play to take pressure off of these guys? And now they have that guy. And then you get Isaiah Nayor coming back. You don't necessarily have to rush him nine months removed from an ACL injury and a rebuild. Uh, now you can let John Tate Cook. I think John Tate Cook's going to be a freshman All-American potentially. I think he's going to be a guy that 
is on a, an all-freshman Big 12 team next year, but he doesn't have to be a 1,000-yard receiver in week one. They suddenly you've got a, a receiving stable that could be five or six deep going into next season, and you don't have to live week to week wondering, God, what would happen if Jordan Whittington got hurt, or what would happen if Xavier Worthy got hurt? In 2022, the answer would have been an already poor passing game would be on depth, like life support. And you can go into 2023 with A.D. Mitchell and the rest of that receiving core intact, throwing in Jatavion Sanders to boot, you can start to see the makings of a really threatening passing game. And that's what Steve Sarkeesian ended this season saying that he wanted. They weren't good enough in the passing game. They're going to do everything they can to change that. And, and A.D. Mitchell would represent a big step towards trying to achieve that. Yeah, that could be a big, big addition. Uh, certainly we'll uh, keep eyes peeled and ears peeled on that. Big junior day coming this weekend, obviously with the Longhorns as well. Um, catch, before we let you go, you mentioned you're leaning towards the Niners. Let me just throw out, if I pick the other, four, or the other three home teams this weekend, Chiefs, Eagles, and Bills, would you disagree with any of those picks? Maybe Bills. Okay. I think I love I love I love to watch Josh Allen play football. I mean, he's fun, uh, and he does. He and Mahomes are the top two. Holy crap! They did that, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if it's because he's he's overcompensating for injury. But Allen hasn't been <clears throat> great lately, and Joe Burrow is that dude, man. I mean, you, any, Joe, Joe Burrow made a comment a couple of weeks ago, maybe just a week ago. Somebody asked about how long the Bengals' championship window is. That's a great answer. And Joe Burrow, and he's like, the, the, the window is me. My career. And while I'm here, <laughs> yeah, that's the window. Yeah. And uh. he's, not, he's not wrong. Yep. He's so good. And look, Mahomes, look, there, there are a few guys that are like that. Like, Mahomes is like that. Kansas City is a Super Bowl contender every year that, that Patrick Mahomes is anywhere near his prime. So, I think two of these games are mortal locks. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Eagles are going to win. But the other two games are really competitive games. The Cowboys have, I think, a significant quarterback edge in one. I think the other one's a push. I think on any given day, either Joe Burrow could be the best player in football, and on any given day, Josh Allen can do the same. And so, gun to my head, I'd pick the Bills. Take the gun down and let me freak speedily, uh, speak freely. I think that game may be the best game of the weekend. Uh, if someone's at home right now and is a neutral, and they're looking for the game they can't miss, uh, for me, the must absolute watch game of the weekend take my cowboy heart away from me i think Bengals and bills gonna be a doozy man yeah no doubt oh yeah if you don't have a team you root for and you don't want to watch that game you hate the nfl you hate that league if you don't want to watch the Bengals play the bills man you're like i hate quarterbacks chad i don't like quarterback play <laughs> i hate them especially good looking ones that make all kinds of great plays that nobody can explain i hate those guys uh that Give is me nine to six every day of the week <laughs> that sounds terrible bring me mississippi state and auburn from the 90s let's go uh jeff ketchum orange bloods com at GK Catch on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Catch, we appreciate it, man. Hopefully this time next week we will celebrate how wrong we all were. Let's hope so. 
kind of ironic for an A&M fan to be talking about other teams' offenses, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> can I just... Can I just make a comment, please, and just move on? And on that note, I've been farewell. How dare you. <laughs> nice catch. Now, look, there have been some Aggie offenses that have not been super productive, but I don't remember one that produced the 3-2. to two. Was it 3-2 to two or 5-2? to two? Mississippi State-Auburn one year. I think it was 5-2 to two was the final. God, that's bad. Yeah, he said 9-6, and it always reminds me of that kind of game. It was so terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks to Catch for his time. Interesting thoughts on the NFL and some good thoughts on A.D. Mitchell there. If you are a Longhorn fan, sounds like that may be headed towards the Longhorn side. Let's pr- go. Pretty quickly. If he's already on campus and they're already trying to get those things figured out, is he, I don't know, is he registered and in class and ready to roll on Monday? I mean, hey, let's, let's get him right. Let, wow. Let's get him right. Let's see who we can line up and get his NIL car because we know everybody gets a car once they touch down to the ATX. So mm-hmm. make sure to get him something that he can fit, be real comfortable in, you know, and yeah, let's get it popping. The other thing I like about him, we've already talked about the size is one thing, a 6'3", 6'4", type of guy. But think about the catches he's made for Georgia. Not just big in the moment, but big, tough catches. He'll, yeah. go, he'll go in traffic and make catches for you. Smaller sample size, obviously, because of those injuries. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Catch, man. That guy, you can argue he would have been one of the best receivers they would have had this year if he's able if to he play and able to go. Uh, so he would be a, he's a badass addition to anybody's receiver room. Longhorns are hoping it is theirs. We'll keep our eyes open for that one. Up next, it's Why Today Matters, a little Jan 20 and Jan 21. It will include the birthday of not a Longhorn legend, but an Austin area legend. We'll give him his love next on the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a spy from behind my giant robot's eyes. I keep them happy because the mic fall out if he cries. Scared of heights, so a mic pass out if he Rolling through a Friday, getting ready for the NFL Division Weekend. Zay, I like it, but I do not recognize it. Should I? Do I have a shot here? I don't think so. It was a really nice setup, though, because it felt like I couldn't figure out if the backing vocals or the woman was the focus, and then an entirely different voice showed up. Yeah. That was really good. Who is it? Lupe Fiasco featuring Jill Scott, Daydreaming. Lupe Fiasco. So Jill Scott is that voice I heard. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Because it, it felt like a big-time female voice. Right. Like, it felt like talent was was looming there. Uh, that is good. Lupe Fiasco and Jill Scott. Lupe Fiasco, super underrated. Really? Super underrated. I've heard the name a lot. I have not heard a lot of this stuff, but that sounds really good. Uh, and so Lupe is straight-up rapper. Does he do any of the technical side? Or s- singer, rapper? Oh. 
um, he's most known for his rap. I'm sure he does rap. some production uh, stuff on the side, but yeah, he's most known for his lyrics. And he's, out of Chicago. Out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And in the last, what, 10 years? 10, 20? Uh, probably last, maybe almost two decades. Okay. I know around 2005, 2006, he was on a song with Kanye. That's the first time I heard him. What's that song called? Uh, Touch the Sky. Okay. Touch the Sky. He was in that song with Kanye on Kanye's second album, Late Registration. And then Lupe's album came out, which is amazing. His first album, so good. And yeah, he's done a lot of work in between then, but he's an odd guy. Different type of cat. <laughs> Different dude. Yeah, he's not going to let the, you know, mainstream people take advantage of him and try to create something that he's not. He's always going to stay true to himself. He'll do whatever he's doing. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Lupe Fiasco and Jill Scott. We had Rupert Holmes earlier, James Taylor and Carly Simon. Speaking of a couple of talents getting together, Twisted Sister, Rare Earth got us started, and a heck of a beat to start the hour. Uh, shout out to our man Jeff Ketchum, guest this hour, that uh, chose an eight-ball MJG beat. Yeah, I'd love to see 16-year-old Jeff Ketchum bumping that eight-ball MJG around town. That's, Mr. that's Big. fire. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Big, the name, of, uh, the name of that one. All right. So we got all that out there today. There's lots of football to talk about, obviously, with the NFL playoffs. Uh, Zay and I are both leaning towards the Niners on a pick, but I think we both understand this game could be close. If the Cowboys can just manage the the two biggest things stay clean on the offensive side can't turn the ball over a lot and then can you bother Brock Purdy can your defense affect Brock Purdy and can you turn this into a little bit of a you know blood and guts kind of football game it's weird i wouldn't tell you to get into an ugly game with these niners cuz i think they're comfortable in that type of game but zay i think that's what they've got to do cuz if this is a game you'll need 35 38 40 points to win I don't like that one for the Cowboys. Yeah, and we got to make sure that Prescott can move around. We know that this 49ers line is going to try to get after him, and both sides, they're going to be trying to force those quarterbacks to make turnovers, and we know Dak's been prone to turnovers all season long. So if he could get out of the pocket like he did against the Buccaneers, we know that beautiful throw that he had on the sideline going out of bounds to Dalton Schultz. Mm -hmm. He ran for first downs. He had a nice little bootleg on that fourth down call. So if Dak could use his legs in this game, I think that's very beneficial for the Cowboys' success. But, you know, at times it just seems like that playbook could get a little stale. And you talk about it all the time. Ellen Moore, sometimes he just doesn't get cute enough. Sometimes he doesn't yeah. get spicy enough with his play calling, which that leads to Dak and those mistakes. If you keep it spicy and get everybody involved, T.Y. Hilton, Noah Brown, you know, Dalton Schultz, Ferguson, Hendershot, the list goes on because we know they're going to be locked in on Sidney Lamb. Everywhere he goes, they're going to be locked in. And if the Cowboys could, you know, move the ball through the air and Dak could put these passes on the money like he did Monday night, Cowboys do have a chance. I just don't think that's going to happen. Dude, can you imagine bootlegging away from Bosa and knowing, I, he, and knowing he's chasing you on the backside? I, <laughs> Seriously. I don't no, even think he'd bite. Knowing that that beast is coming to get you? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's scary stuff. But then on the other hand, what if it's Parsons? If you're Brock Purdy and you're running a little bootleg fake, trying to really sell it naked bootleg, and you know that guy's behind you, 
Terrifying. Be careful, Kyle Shanahan. Just terrifying. Can't wait to see how all that plays out. Uh, We'll keep talking some NFL, some football notes. Let's talk more about why January 20th and maybe a little 21st matter. Why today matters. Here we go. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Oh, we got some good ones today. Uh, First off on the... uh, um, before we get to the birthday front, just a quick note out of college football. Do you see this flip that Deion Sanders got? Man, he already getting them. Wow. This this kid that was going to Miami, he's the number four prospect overall, any position. Number one cornerback in this next class. His name is Cormani McLean. Five-star corner. This is the first five-star now that Dion has gotten since going to Colorado. 6'2", 165, big, tall corner out of Lakeland, Florida. And he's going to go to Colorado. Dion's already taken the kid with him. Remember the Hunter kid? Yeah. That he took from Florida yeah. State? Right. He's got, on, got him to Jackson State? Got him to Jackson State, and now he's already transferred to Colorado, so he's going to have those two guys playing corner for him. Already two or three quarterbacks have said goodbye because Dion's already told everybody his kid is going to be the quarterback. If you're not paying attention to Colorado football next year, just from the fun factor of it, you're not paying attention to the Pac-12. That's going to be weird to see how quickly can Dion get Colorado relevant in the Pac-12. Yeah, because the Pac-12's tough. I mean, we didn't talk about it much because they play so damn late, but when we started getting down the line toward the end of the season, you start seeing USC up there. They got the Heisman winner. We saw, you know, Michael Penix this past uh, a few weeks ago when they came to San Antonio and beat the Horns. They're got, they got everybody coming back next year, mm-hmm. so you're going to need those dogs at cornerback, and Hey, who would you want to learn more from? The greatest cornerback of all time? I feel like that's one of the easiest things that he's going to be able to do at Colorado is get the top cornerbacks and secondary players in the nation because, hey, their parents are probably saying, yo, you you weren't alive when this guy was playing. When he was, he was it. He was that dude. And then there's just the Deion Sanders personality and the aura that he brings along. Yeah, Chad, I agree. Just a certain fun that's happening in Bolger right now. Uh, And Deion Sanders and Colorado, they're going to be a scary team to deal with, but he's still got a coach. I read today that one of the ways that the Miami people knew they were probably in trouble on this thing, and he may flip, Deion got him to do snow angels on the visit. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. Dion's got you down in the snow doing snow angels. You might end up in like Boulder. If he's plucking guys from South Beach, then man, because that's I've been to South Beach multiple times. If I'm going school there plus NIL, it's going to take a lot to get me to leave. Right. And remember the discussions in the beginning with Dion were he knew that Colorado had to ramp up some things just to pay him. Yeah, yeah, remember that story? Just to get his contract together. But now they're probably, uh, how quickly are they going to accelerate all the rest of that? Um, All right, maybe we'll see after this story out of Florida. Maybe let's see in a year or so if Colorado is doing all the NIL stuff they say they're doing, or will we see guys transferring back out? Such a bogus story down there in Gainesville. Like, what are y'all doing? Promising the kid 13 million? 
He did get out of it at least. They, they let yeah, him, he they let him, they let him out of it. Yeah, so that's good. They don't want them problems. Yeah, no, that's no, no, that's no kidding. That's goofy. That's like lawsuit and stuff start getting there. You don't want them issues. No, nope, you do not want that. All right, we got some big names on the birthday list. Let's start with a local guy, Super Bowl champ, by the way, Nick Foles, thirty-four years old today. Zay, can you give me the old school on Nick Foles? There are two of them. Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Transfer to Arizona. Very good. Very good. Well done. Nick Foles got the championship with the Eagles. I'll give him credit for the championship, not the fact that it was with the Eagles. That yeah. one broke my heart. But uh, he did get the championship, developed a heck of a reputation while he was there as well. Yeah, he's uh, well pretty done, much Nick. goaded in Philly. He is, yeah. He's the guy. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay for stuff in Philly anymore, oh, does he? hell no. He'd never have to pay for a cheesesteak ever again. So is he hanging in Indy for a while, I guess? I wouldn't. I don't know what he's going to do yeah, there. Yeah, I... The way my man Kayvon Thibodeau did him at the end of the season, it might be time for Nick to hang up the cleats. So, uh, also, uh, interesting basketball birthday today. A guy that not only got rings on Jordan teams, but got rings on Kobe Shaq teams. That's rare. Ron Harper is 59 today. Five rings. The last three with Michael, and then the first two with Kobe and Shaq. What an important teammate he ended up being. Under. Rated. So coming out of Miami, Ohio, Ron Harper, he was supposed to be like that dude. And when he was at with Cleveland, like he could have been an all-star caliber player. Like he go look at his earlier stats. They were good. He was dunking on guys and stuff, and then he hurts his knee and he wasn't the same Ron Harper. Went on to the Clippers. And, you know, once he got to the Bulls, him, Scotty, and Mike, best defensive trio, maybe of all time at the backcourt position. All mm-hmm. those guys around 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, long. So Ron Harper, he was a force defensively. And then he, you know, those Lakers days, it was more like just the wisdom veteran guy. Yep. Because, you know, just Kobe and Shaq, like all those point guards for those Lakers teams, like Derek Fisher, he got majority of the minutes, but they had like Brian Shaw and, you know, Ron Harper, right. just like weird vets that went along well with a very young Kobe Bryant. We know how immature Shaq can be at times. It takes a lot to get Shaq locked in. So when you got guys like that, it may fill Jackson's life a lot easier. And yeah, I Ron Harper, he's one of those guys. And, you know, he has a son, Ron Harper Jr. Junior, that's in the G League. He has another son. Oh, I didn't know that. He has another son that's like six six point guard, high school ranks right now really? that everybody wants. Okay, like a top ten player in the nation. I think. 2025 maybe maybe 2024 I don't know for sure but yeah he's an elite player so yeah Ron Harper good genes too Ron Harper part three is that who he is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe I don't know but whoever's gonna be the coach next year whatever is coach Terry or bringing somebody new they best be uh recruiting that kid one of the scariest things about those Bulls teams to me was you mentioned it Harper Jordan Pippen and once they got the ball from you who brought it up the floor they all did yeah that was the scariest part they would all bring the ball up the floor they could all handle they could all do everything Rod Babers likes to talk about positionless football at times those guys were positionless basketball yeah they would take like if you go look at those series that they had from the all the final series uh, uh, Seattle, the Jazz, etc., they would post up Ron Harper 
and like throw it to him in the post and let him work out on guys like Stockton and stuff like that. Yeah, he tear him up. He tear him up because he'd yeah. be six six, and you're like, what can you do? And it just flowed well with the triangle and stuff. Yeah, just man, those Bulls teams—they <laughs> they were dangerous, man. <laughs> they really were. Happy birthday to Ron Harper today. Also tomorrow, a couple to mention since they are such legends. Jack Nicholas is going to be eighty three tomorrow. Happy birthday to the golf great Ohio State, the old school. If you don't know, and then uh, the dream is sixty tomorrow. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hits the big 6-0 tomorrow. Obviously, one of the great Houston legends of my lifetime or anybody else's lifetime. The Dream will hit 60 tomorrow. I think he's the greatest center of all time. He'd be your guy starting he'd be, five? He'd be my guy. Okay. It's just... And I, I put him, he's kind of like a power forward in today's game. He maybe could be considered a power forward. That's how agile he was. Like, mm-hmm. nobody moved like him. His footwork was immaculate. The dream shake. Anytime anybody does any type of up and under, everybody says the dream shake. Like, just what do you want? Like, I think those Rockets teams weren't even that good, Chad. I think he was that good and put them over the hump. Yeah. Like, Vernon Maxwell, uh, he, uh, I, like, Clyde, yes. They needed Clyde in 95. Mm -hmm. Great trade that they had. They were a six seed, Otis Thorpe, but... Kenny Smith, he ain't pushing the meter enough for me. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sorry. I love Mario Elliott and stuff, but uh, come on now. You know, Sam Cassell was a dude for show, but uh, Kareem was the now. straw. There is no doubt. It was just he Hakeem was, was it. Yeah. Hakeem oh, was it. Was and so that good. performance spurs fans. I'm sorry. Oh, but here we go. David Robinson shouldn't have won MVP that year. Mm. If you didn't give it to David, then the Rockets might not have two rings in the 90s. <laughs> but they gave it to David, and that pissed off Hakeem, yep. and that's all she wrote. Shouldn't have made the man Shouldn't mad. Shouldn't have made him mad. Why Shouldn't did... have made him mad. Bad move. Mm-hmm. Bad move. Happy birthday to the dream. Tomorrow he will hit the 6-0. Coming up, stems and seeds before we get out of here, getting ready for Cowboys Niners. We'll reset you for that. Plus, remember Longhorn basketball at West Virginia. We'll remind you when that game tips because it's right in the middle of all the NBA, uh, NBA, right in the middle of all the NFL stuff. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Yeah, yeah, it's bad yeah. boy South. Yeah, yeah. ball and jeans. Yeah, yeah. Right. the moment you've all been waiting for. Collaboration. Yeah. Come on now, let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. go. Stop. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Straight from the underground, fast boy from the mound. Spit it how I live it, keep it gutter. That's how we get down. I wanna see you get it from. Let us know what hood you from. Everybody with me, drunk as hell. Break it down and roll it up. Bag it up, a girl like you. Just about to wrap it up on a Friday. All right, Zay. Do I have a shot? Um, no. No. I heard the word fat. Is the word fat involved? No. Oh, All right. The boy who's rapping is fat. <laughs> but fat's not in the name. Yeah, if you listen, you can maybe hear it. Okay. Like hear them say their names. I just, but. okay. That's about, that would be my only guess. So who we got? 8-Ball and MJG. Ah, okay. Yeah, somebody said, just play 8-Ball and MJG for the rest of the time. I can't because they curse a lot. A lot. So if I played this song, the explicit version, wow, we'd be kicked off Yeah, it'd be done. Okay. Yeah. 8-Ball and MJG, the beat to start the hour, and uh, they show up again to end the hour. We had a lot of good stuff today. Lupe Fiasco and Jill Scott. Nice combo there. Rupert Holmes. JT, James Taylor and Carly Simon, Twisted Sister, and Rare Earth. 
all on the show today. By the way, apparently some, I need to check out Eight Ball and MJG. Somebody on Specs text lines trying to get after me. Nobody disrespected Clyde Drexler. They needed Clyde Drexler to win that. Oh yeah, ring. you said they needed Clyde. Yeah. So nobody's disrespecting Clyde. He was nice, but you disrespected Kenny Smith. I think. Sorry, Kenny. Okay. I'm sorry. Those knock knock need legs that he got and stuff like that. Like uh, he was a great shooter, but man, uh, if we're comparing those Rockets team to everybody else, all other NBA teams, Dreams has to do a lot. Right. A lot. Not mm-hmm. a lot of Big Shot Bob, too. Big Shot Bob was nice. He actually had bounce on those Rocket teams. That's true. Happy birthday to Hakeem Olajuwon tomorrow. All right. Uh, let's get you some stems and seeds, and we'll start with some NFL updates before we get out of here. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. It is official now for the Bengals. Left tackle Jonah Williams and right guard Alex Ch- uh, Kappa are out of the game. Lyle Collins had already been out. Zay, are you still picking the Bengals to win, even with that? You still like Joe Burrow that much? Oh, man. That's a lot. It's a rough, rough result. Against the Ravens, he got hit eight times in four sacks, and that's been the Achilles heel of his whole career. We remember him basically getting his leg torn off his rookie season. The fact that he's bounced back from that is unbelievable in itself, but... If they can't protect them, I got to go with the Bills. That's a lot of guys missing. I'll still go crazy, and I'll take the Bengals. I'll take the other three home teams, but I'll go ahead and take the Bengals there to get get the win. I'm taking the Bengals in that uh, minus five. With the points, you like them. With the points, I like them, but not not with the dub. I like that, too. I'll take them with an outright as well. We'll see if that that happens. So pay attention to that part of it. Also, Michigan, that football mess continues. They've now fired Matt Weiss, you know, the one that's being investigated for the computer access crimes. Yeah, they went ahead and fired him. He was the co-OC, so Jim Harbaugh has to deal with that. And uh, if you uh, missed earlier the news out of the Cowboys-Niners game, Jason Peters does appear like he's not going to be able to play. Didn't participate in practice yesterday, but limited. J. Ron Curse, who says he's going to play with that knee. Demarcus Lawrence has the foot, but I believe he's going to play. And looks like no one major. Trent Williams for the Niners did participate. They're just resting him. He'll be able to go, even though he's been supposedly, there's no injuries dealing with. They're just resting the big fella up to get ready to go. So there you go. Zay hopes he is right by picking the Niners. I hope I'm wrong by picking the Niners. And we'll just see on Monday. Should be fun. Remember, 4.30 pregame, 5.30 kick for the Cowboys on Sunday. Longhorn basketball tomorrow at 5. Don't forget it amongst all that NFL madness. Texas at West Virginia at 5. Texas women at Baylor, 4 o'clock on Sunday. If you want to check them out on 105.3 The Bat, that is a 4 o'clock tip time. Zay, have a good weekend. Enjoy all that NFL, man. You too, Chad. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to try to be a good human being this weekend. I'll get you a report on Monday of how all that works. Otherwise, I might get beat up at a funeral. Remember, Twin Peaks has TVs. (laughs) That is such a good idea. I don't know if my wife's going to agree with you, though. We'll see. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. See ya!